The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to another amazing day, which means it's another opportunity for Paper Route. Here. Paper Route presented by I Am Athlete. Um, big day, big day in sports. A lot has a lot happened last night. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot happened yesterday after sh- after the show. Want to jump into that? But before we move forward, we got to say welcome back, Ashley. Ashley is back. Welcome back, Ashley. How are you feeling? There she she, is. Look, you look amazing. I know, right? You, uh, I mean, hopefully this ain't crossing the line because, you know, we live in a very uh, sensitive uh, environment because if I say the wrong thing, know, HR can come down on me. But you look amazing, Ash. You look beautiful. The yellow is popping. Oh, how are you feeling, though? Guys. Do you feel how you look right now? Um, Sort of. You mm. know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things as everyone knows after you, you know, whether you have a surgery or whatever, if you're not 100% how you normally are, it's a little bit weird trying to get back into the swing of things. So I'm just trying to feel the most like myself in the situation that I'm in. Um, Corey and I are gonna be scooter twins for a few weeks. So that's gonna be fun. We we should have races around the studio, see who's faster. Is there gonna be enough room for two scooters in here? My gosh, move, (laughs) right, move? (laughs) No, that's too funny. I mean, well, good to hear. We'll, of course, we'll, that we'll make it work. Better. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're glad that you're you're here because I, I mean, you can say whatever you want to say, and then we can move forward. But it was yeah. serious. Like we played around last mm-hmm. week. You know, we gave you some mm-hmm. crap about you know your setup and you hitting us up forty five minute forty five minutes before the show about hey guys, I can't come in studio. But this turned yeah. out to be a real thing. Your foot really swelled up, and the yeah. doctor said no, you need to sit down and we need to really look at this and evaluate a little bit more. Yeah, it was it was a lot more serious than I think I even thought it was. Um, mm. And it happened very, very quickly. Um, I think that's probably something that's even more scary is that, you know, the turnaround of the seriousness kind of mm. happened unexpectedly. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to listen to your body and to know, you know, when to kind of go and get the help that you need, you know, from a doctor, ER, wherever it is you have to go, just in general, just listening to your body is so important. And, you know, I'm glad that I did. And, you know, that now whole ordeal is behind me. And now I can just focus on the healing, the healing part of it and getting back into my routine as much as I can. And, I'm looking forward to Corey sharing his uh, scooter (laughs) exercises Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to, you know, sit idle for 
three weeks, I'm going to need to do some form of activity. So right. whatever exercises you're doing, Corey, pass them you. along to your girl. I got you. I got a whole workout plan for us. <laughs> uh, Corey, okay, awesome. I, got, I have one more thing for mm-hmm. Ashley before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley, a yeah. couple of days you've been out. You jumped yeah. in the chat a few times. Uh-huh. All right. It's been interesting seeing some of your comments. What's also been interesting <laughs> is... It's been interesting hearing some of your comments, uh, Brandon. Okay, okay. We can talk about that if you want. If you want. But I, I feel some type of way, Ashley. You, Why? You, you can be in the chat. You can even... I see Ashley liking people's stuff, liking our stuff, <laughs> reposting stuff. But when I call uh-huh. you, when I call you, uh-huh. why do oh you scream God. me? Scream. I was not in a um, position to be on FaceTime with anybody. I don't know about you guys, but listen, Mm -hmm. I also feel like I'm somebody who normally I'm a texter just Mm -hmm. by normal in my everyday life. But Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm also not 100% myself or like when I'm in a mood or just when I'm just not feeling like me, the last thing I'm trying to do is like actually have like full-blown conversations with people. I just kind of just want to be as not personal as possible so um so that's kind of where i was it's just you know there was a lot going on i just kind of needed to like you you know just answer people when i could answer them and not answer them when i didn't have to but um i'm sorry i'll stop screening your calls if that makes you feel bad it does it it will it will make me feel better you do it all the time and i I learned it's like it's probably because it's probably because i'm facetiming It's probably because I'm FaceTiming, mm-hmm. but then you I called her. You are a FaceTimer. But then I called her. You got a honestly, maybe, FaceTimer. Yeah, honestly, maybe it's a, you got a better shot at like just a regular call, right? Right. I mean, no, but no. Brandon's also like a weird hour FaceTimer. Like Brandon will like get an idea uh-huh. at like eleven fifty-five a.m. Yeah, no, no, no I, not I even can, like you know oh, eleven o'clock. That's that. generous. I could call. I'm talking that. like one a.m. He'll get an idea and he'll just FaceTime you. Like I'm asleep. I could be with someone. I don't know. There's a million uh-huh. scenarios that could uh-huh. be going on. And incoming my phone, it says Brandon Marshall. Like the type of problems that could cause at 1 a.m. are just like at never ending. He just doesn't think. <laughs> he doesn't hilarious. care. He doesn't That's think. Hilarious. It's just, right. I have an idea. Let's go. I have an idea. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Start fast. Finish strong. Yeah, right, um, right, right, right. All right. So <laughs> yesterday was game three. It was. Mm. All right. Game three. A lot happened last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that. Uh, there's a lot of people disappointed in the Miami Heat. Um, Corey, you have Indeed. the Miami Heat, messy news, all that stuff happened. Like, right. wh- where are we at in the world of sports? Right, right. right. Well, well, one, I want to say is, is good to have Ashley back, right? Good to hear your voice. I'm sure the, the Aww, viewers and listeners thanks, can all say the same. But yeah, Ashley, we got some breaking news. So I don't know if you heard or seen or even was watching the show yesterday, but we were just talking about Dalvin Cook. And mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings released or announced rather today that they are releasing the four-time Pro Bowler, right? And, and these were some stats I had read off yesterday. I mean, 47 touchdowns in his career. He's averaged 107 yards, you know, per game uh, over his career as well. And now he's not going to be, you know, a Minnesota Viking. He's going to have some new colors that he's going to be sporting next fall. So that's going to be interesting. That's, that's going to be really interesting. And then yeah. also, also, Ashley, Lionel Messi announced that he's going to be signing with Inter-Miami yeah, of the MLS. I thought that was huge. 
Like Brandon, yeah. they, they were saying that you know he turned down uh, uh, contracts from uh, Barcelona, right? He was thinking about you know because that's where he started, mm -hmm. you know, saw his professional that. career, and then also started an Saudi Arabian contract offer that was close to one point two billion dollars over three years. Y'all think that's no true? No tax Saudi Arabia at that. Put that in. Right. At, make sure you add that. There's no tax in Saudi Arabia. No so tax. one point whatever yeah, billion dollars. Four hundred million dollars a year. Billion basically. dollars. Yeah. Ashley, let me ask you this question. You think that's real? Come on now, like if if he was offered 1.2, 1.6, because there's also mm -hmm. you know that number floating out there as well, and that's a big big difference mm -hmm. when you're talking about billions. Mm -hmm. But you think he'll walk away from 1.6 billion, 1.2 billion, and take 50? There is some upside, unique stuff that Corey can take us through, but mm -hmm. 50 million yeah. from the MLS, uh, MLS team? Absolutely, I think you know Messi is a player of. There are some players that I feel like chase the bag, and there's nothing wrong with that. We see that across the board in sports all the time. Some players don't worry about championships and, and you know, loyalty. And, and they, for them, it's a business, and they treat mm -hmm. it like a business, and they chase the bag, and, you know, that is what it is. Messi's never been one of those guys. And if you listen to his press conference, I know it was in Spanish, but they did do a translated version of it. If you listen to his press conference, he basically said one of the reasons he didn't go to Barcelona was because he heard that they were going to have to move players of lesser salaries mm. to make space for him. So they were mm. going to have to, you know, get players off of the team. They were going to have to cut salaries and have to make room for what he is worth in terms of a contract. And he said, that doesn't feel right for me. Like I couldn't, you know, basically do that to other people's lives. Like that's not something that would make me feel good going to a team wow. knowing that I'm there because other people had to go ahead and pay the consequences of that. Mm -hmm. He's not a player who doesn't, who's not aware of those things. So for me, a hundred percent, it makes sense that he would mm -hmm. turn it down. He's, you know, he's won the ultimate, you know, you know, Ward, he got the World right, Cup, the World which Cup. is something mm -hmm. that he's been, you know, not the World Cup. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the, yeah, World, the World Cup. Cup. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, for Argentina. Um, yeah, that was the yeah. Yeah, they won. Uh -huh. yeah, he won that. That he's been searching for, you know, for his entire career. He got that accolade. I think he's just in a different part of his life at this stage in his career, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to have him in Miami. Yeah. I'm a huge Messi fan. Excited. He's my goat. And I'm just really excited to have him in proximity Got where I can see him in some goats. capacity. All, it's really, all, it's really excited. All Ashley's goats yeah. are got to be questioned. I mean, yo, his games are, are actually going to be down the street, Are you going to question though. Messi as the goat? Pele. Pele, Pele. No, nah, he's, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think Messi might, he might be the goat, Ashley. Pele, I, I Pele. might be with you he, he's, There's no might. He's the goat. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all know no, soccer. Can we talk yeah. about the impact, though, that, that he's made already, right? Like, like somebody was telling me, we were having a conversation before the show, the MLS's Instagram page has 2.2 million followers. My, right. The Inner Miami Instagram's page has shot past the MLS and followers. They have 5.5 million followers now, and probably counting. Dang. And and I've yeah. already and I've, I've said now too, like I feel like going to an Inter Miami game is like almost going to like a World Cup game. We got somebody of Messi's caliber that we can watch it's, now in our backyard. It's kind of unfortunate it's on like commercial and power line, right? Like we don't have the actual stadium yet because yeah, the actual, yeah. you know, the blueprint for the actual right, stadium is gorgeous. I think mm -hmm. it's like on the water. It's beautiful. It's in mm -hmm. the heart of Miami. Mm -hmm. This yep. is, you know, not well, quite Miami, mm -hmm. um, but I think it's amazing for Miami sports, especially, you know, the Latin be culture that before, we have here. Hold on, before it's going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. Ashley, I wanted to jump in real quick and just piggyback off of what you said about the stadium. Um, yeah. That's another thing that came out of uh, yesterday as well is that they're going to have to now play their games at Hard Rock uh, 
stadium oh, because it's, it's not big enough, right? Like, right. I think this wow. stadium seats, was it? They, the I saw something said 5,000, but that, that looked too small. 18,000. No, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's 18,000. So they're saying, and I can't confirm this, like, by a credible source. It was just on the internet that um, they're now going to play where the Miami Dolphins play, and that's the Hard Rock Stadium, which is interesting. Um, we had an opportunity a couple years ago to kind of look at that property where they play now, and uh-huh. that was supposed to be their practice facility. But because, you know, of where the market's at today and also uh, the success that they had while being there, they were going mm-hmm. to keep that. So I, I, would, I would expect, Ashley, now that they have Messi, that those plans that you're talking about now is the priority, right? Like, you know, I think yeah, it'll be for sure. easy for them to raise the money and get the buy-in from the city and push that forward because it is a beautiful product. No, absolutely. And I mean... It's it's is great for the city of this is great for Miami in general. It's great for South Florida specifically, Miami. I mean the Latin culture that we have down here. And I don't know if you've ever seen a soccer match at Hard Rock. I have. It's an atmosphere that's crazy. Really? I mean, you don't realize how diverse South Florida really is until you see a soccer match and mm. you see all the different you know, um, cultures that we have down here. I kind of relate it to the WBC. I don't know if you, any of you guys have seen that at Marlins Park where they do the World Baseball Classic oh, right, right, right. and mm. or Championship rather. Or is it classic? Is it? Yeah, WBC. She's a real um, uh, sports fan. And all really, the she, different cultures <laughs> and communities and just people that we have in this environment. I mean, sometimes you get lost in the sauce a little bit and you hang out in your individual pockets and you don't realize how diverse it is, but having a a star, the magnitude of Messi is huge in the States. Like that's something, I don't even think it's like what, when Beckham came to play for the galaxy, it's not even quite the same. Like this is Messi and we have him in the States. That's a huge, 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 huge thing. My buddy, my buddy, Matthew, Ashley, who you met, um, works with some legendary brands. Um, He texted me yesterday. You, this is the biggest story in sports over the last 20 years, 30 years. <laughs> 20 you, years. I hope I hope you're covering it, right? This is bigger <laughs> than, he's bigger than Michael Jordan. He's bigger than this. He's bigger than that. Is he telling the truth or is he capping? Or how do y'all say it? How, how do you say cap, cap or no cap? Is it cap or no cap? Yeah, yeah, cap or no cap. I would say, I don't, bigger that's, than Michael Jordan, know, probably. Isn't that because crazy think, though? Like, how can somebody? Like how can an athlete it. Soccer, be? I'd say he is a bigger. Soccer is an international game. When we talk about basketball, I mean Jordan may be a stretch because Jordan's famous all over the world. Like everyone right. knows who Michael Jordan is, but Messi's up there. I mean, this is one of the, if not the biggest, soccer star in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. Messi has touched people who aren't even fans of the team that he plays for. I mean. It's 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 a huge thing. It's I wouldn't say is he bigger than Jordan. It depends on you know what you how you rate soccer and things like that or football. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, he's definitely up there. He's one of the goats. He's one yeah. of the biggest stars in the world. But yeah. I mean, I read um, Brandon. You'll like this. Messi. You know, he took less money to come to and play for you know Miami, but he has sponsorship equity in um, Apple and yep. I believe spot. Um, not. Spotify, Apple, and one other um, brand deal. Uh, sure. Adidas, 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 Adidas. Yes. So he's yeah. getting paid elsewhere. So. No, oh, absolutely. That's he's bet he, he's betting on himself, right? The the upside could be more significant than a deal that he walked away from. 
that's uh, coming in at what you said, four hundred million dollars a year. Four hundred million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Brandon Marshall here, Ashley Nicole Moss. We have Corey in the cut. Corey Holmes. People need to know your name, man. Your first and last last name. name. Uh, We got Wu out west. Um, We also have BC in a booth and just Manderville. We're on Faction Talk for all the listeners out there. Channel 103, Sirius XM. Sirius XM is in like every damn car almost. So if you have a car, you can listen to us. Mm -hmm. And you can go back and listen to us. You can listen to me uh, debate and beat Ashley when we talk about basketball. Uh, I think my record right now uh, over the last cap, uh, topics, last 10 it's or so great. topics, is probably seven and three. <laughs> I took three losses, but you know what? I'm still um, ahead. Feel good about that? Wait, Ashley, so what, what What happened to Manderville's uh, nickname? Did we abandon that while I was gone? Or how'd Mysterious that, Manderville. Mysterious Manderville. Have you noted down? Because sometimes it's Mysterio, uh, Manderville, Mysterio. Sometimes it's Mysterio Manderville. What, what, are we, what are we, like, you know, deciding on? I, like I mean, I thought we Mandeville called him Mander Mysterio. Legend. Wasn't that his nickname? Mander, yeah, Mander Legend's another one. Oh, yeah, Mander Legend. Nicknames. You know I have I a do speech like impediment. <laughs> you know I can, I can barely talk. You know I chop up words. Now you want me to learn how to say Mander Legend? Mander Legend's Look, that's, you, that's pretty That's probably easier than Mander, right Manderville Mysterio. Mander Legend. I know, Manderville Mysterio kind of like a tongue twister if you yeah, had to try to just down. blurt it out too fast. Uh, so I think, I think JP gave him that nickname. Mander Legend. So I feel like I'm not quite sure if that's... If that's the nickname he wants to go with, but I know JP gave him that one, so I know. I know. we'll see. Oh, you know, this, before we move on, I, we're yeah. just chatting. We're just okay, ch- I, I, chatting I right ran, now. I had a random thought too, but go ahead. You yeah. had a random thought. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, brand this segment just random thoughts, right? Ashley, <laughs> uh, uh, so you got to come up with a random thought. My random thought right now is uh, I ran outside. I ran in the front of the the studio um, five minutes before the show. Mm. And damn, Shaq was just standing there working out. That's and then cool. I ran wow. up to him behind him, pause, and I act like I was going to dunk on him. He got scared. But isn't that cool? <laughs> that is actually Yeah, that cool. is. That was really cool. cool. I ran out there. I was like, holy shit, like, what is Shaq doing out here? Yeah. You know? So um, I didn't want to ask him, but I, I was like, yo, team, why don't y'all ask him if he can come make an appearance on the show? Right. Just a little quick one, huh? So I don't, I don't know. He seemed really locked into his workout right yeah. now. All right, so that's my random thought. Just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Shaq is just in the building, right? Uh-huh. You don't mm-hmm. see that most. Uh, he came in when I first opened House of Athlete just to see it. Really? And, yeah, I took him on tour. He said, I love this. This is what I was trying to create with 24-hour fitness. I've been looking for this. I'm going to get you on the phone with my, my team. They're going to help you out, blah, 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 blah. And then he walks out, and I see him out there front. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, I'm buying a membership. I said, bro, you don't need to do that, man. Just like, you know what I'm saying? It's you. You being here is more than enough mm-hmm. for me and, and mm-hmm. us. He said, no. I'm, he said, pay it, pay it in full. And he threw his little black card down, paid it off, and only worked out that first year probably like four or five times. Mm-hmm. And even this year, still a member, um, it's only been here two, three times. Yeah. He leaves tomorrow, he said. So, you know, that's my random thought. I remember the day actually he came in too. We were having like a team meeting. It was like a – like a like an employee meeting, came in, bought the membership. Everybody was all excited. Saw him have to duck his head through the the, the large doorway that we have at the front <laughs> of the house of athlete, and had everybody excited. But no, Ashley, you want to know what my random thought was? I was looking at your your, your jacket. Did you see the sky yesterday in New York? It looked like a it looked like something out of a yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, my family's there, and yeah. my you know a lot of my family is still there, and most of my family is still there I would say 95 percent and uh my friends you know my oldest friends are still there yeah it's crazy it's 
you know, as somebody who's really big into the environment, it's mm-hmm. it's an unfortunate situation that they're dealing with. I know mm. pictures look cool, but when you really get into the nitty gritty of it, it's mm. it's not a good situation. It, the air quality yeah. is horrendous. They say it's the worst in the country, but it's right. top three right now in the world, which wow. is insane when you think about it. I mean, we're talking about places like China and and Bangladesh that are known for having terrible air quality. Now New York's in the top three. So Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, my thoughts are with everybody, you know, trying to stay safe and, you know, protect their lungs. And that's a very serious thing. So the pictures are beautiful, though. They are the pictures. Blue and are like orange weirdly, skylines, right? They're yeah. like weirdly beautiful. It kind of looks yeah. like a like a Mad Max, like what life would look like on Mars type mm-hmm. of thing. It's it's crazy. Wow, yeah, like, we actually got a picture there. How did yeah. we do that yeah. so fast? We're on top of it, huh? Did y'all know we were talking about this? <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, How the hell did BC remember, throw this up so quick? We're in random BC thoughts. The best. We're in random thoughts segment. Don't so no, this was this was not planned at all. Yeah, right. Wow. Ashley, you got any random thoughts? Um, I, you guys ever hear of like oxymorons? Yeah. Uh So I saw an oxymoron the other day that kind of like made me think it was like, why do we park in a driveway, but drive on a parkway? That's my random. (laughs) Think about that. Say it one more time. Because you don't drive in a driveway. Park in a driveway, Uh but drive on a parkway. Wow, that's actually getting too deep for me. That's gonna blow. Wow. Uh, that's gonna blow the minds of, our, of some of our, our, that's our, our, cool. our, our view is gonna get blown. Views. That's that's actually a good point though. Yeah. Just in time. I mean, because look, we don't drive on a driveway, and we certainly don't park on a parkway. I wouldn't be a good idea to park on a parkway. Absolutely exactly. not. Exactly. Yeah. Think that's about that one. one. Well, you have anything before we start yeah. talking? Right before Man, we start. I'm sorry, that's everybody just blew right my there. mind with that one. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, what's yeah, behind you? It's a random thought. What's behind you? Can Ooh, I get oh, the? Oh, actually, you know what? Oh, yeah. oh what is that? We got what that little that? plaque sitting behind me right now. We got our wow. million subscribers on YouTube. Oh, Grab it. Okay. Put it in the okay. camera. Oh, we need to see that. this thing. Let me get thing. that. Yeah, put, put it in focus a little bit, huh? Here we go, y'all. Wow. Yeah. Can you Absolutely. can you read it for the people who can't can't see that? What uh, what does it say? to I am athlete for passing one million subscribers. It's a clean one show. billion wow. on the way. Wow! Yeah! Brandon, before before we move on, I mean, obviously, me, Corey, Wu, everybody, we kind of joined, you know, after mm-hmm. the the beginning stages. Right. But I mean, how does it feel to go from zero yep. to over a million? Mm-hmm. What's that like? Wow, how does it feel? What is it like? Um, Well, one, thankful and grateful for, you know, first the team. You know, we've been through so much. Um, You know, we've tried so many things. We continue to try things, you know, and and, and it hasn't been easy, right? Like, it's really been tough, uh, I would say, for a majority of the time. You know, when you you know, try to do things for the first time. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Like I, like a YouTuber, if you asked me, you know, four years ago, three years ago, Brandon, what are you going to do? And and you are, are you considering YouTube? I would have said, what the hell is that? You understand? So like for us to go out there and like figure this shit out, um, it, it's been tough, but it's also been rewarding. This is obviously one of those moments. So the team has been phenomenal. Um, and then even the people that came before, like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always work out, mm-hmm. um, but we've all held each other accountable. We we taught each other. We learned from each other, you know, and, and so thank you. Um, 
And then obviously, you know, all of the people that's been rocking with us, the million plus um, people on our squad, you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be in this position. So we still have a lot of work to do, but man, like our core audience is strong and, you know, they, they're super engaged and they love what we're doing. So that's that. But how do I feel? Um, let me keep it real. Let me see. I don't know. Like, I think this is part of the challenge for me, you know, and, 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 and mm-hmm. I had this moment and, and you'll, you'll understand how all this come together. I was playing for the Jets in 2015. It was my best single season in the, in my career. Uh, all pro that year, obviously pro bowl. Um, you know, I'm living in New York, you know, I'm one of the biggest athletes in the biggest sports market in the world, right? Like walking around as a jet balling and a team is having success. I didn't pay for anything. You understand? So that, that was like the first time I felt like real stardom, like going to the, the, the Knicks game, sitting courtside, they put me up there, the stands are standing and cheering for me. It was a phenomenal moment. Um, after one game, I'm in there six in the morning watching. I just had like a hundred yards and I'm sitting here early in the morning watching this film after a win, after I had a, a game that most athletes, most receivers aim for. And I'm like, damn, but it wasn't good enough, but it wasn't good enough, but it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I started crying in that moment because I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if I ever, if I've ever seen the perfect game or if I ever accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in a single game. And I was like, why do I do this to myself? Why am I sitting here fucking, you know what I'm saying? Not okay with what a lot of people will say is a great moment, a great season. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then in that moment, Ashley, uh, what I end up saying to myself, I said, this is what makes me me, is that I'm never satisfied. Right? Oh, there you go. BC again. Yo, BC. BC for a win. Right? So killing it. <laughs> I'll land the plane here, Ashley, but I, you know, this is me being vulnerable and being honest. But, you know, I cried in that moment, but I said, you know what? I think this is why I made it to this moment. Mm-hmm. It's because it was never like enough. It was never like I'd never seen the perfect game. So I'm always striving for, you know, that perfect game. And so I feel the same way in media. Yeah, and, and what we're doing with I Am Athlete is like, okay, how do we break through? How do we become the best? How do we be, create a space where our athletes and artists and most significant men and women want to come here and tell their stories first? And so um, it's a challenge for me. Uh, I know it's it's there's a lot of good and bad that comes with it. I am embracing moments, right? So I am yeah. better now where I'm like, you know what? Let me celebrate this for at least 20 minutes take it in and well that... just at least 20 minutes yeah so 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 i think you go. know what though Brandon? like i appreciate that answer because Seriously. i too am guilty of that or i was guilty of that but i think that for me the turning point really was the pandemic mm. i think that that moment of stillness that was forced upon me because I too was somebody who like, I didn't get excited about things because I was already on what was next. Like I would get awards in school for excellence or I would, even after I graduated college, like I was like, all right, cool. Now what am I gonna (laughs) do? Like what's that? Like Mm -hmm. I never really allowed myself to get too high on a moment Mm -hmm. and to be too high in the present because I've always been somebody who's been like five steps ahead, three steps ahead. And so my brain's constantly running. And I think the pandemic 
was when, you know, when everyone was still because you had no choice but to be still. And I remember I was on radio and radio took a huge hit and all of us got furloughed eventually, like a few months into it. It requires you to really like take a moment and figure out what was next, mm. but also just be grateful that you're in the present because so many people were like, just not experiencing life you know, life was so unpredictable for so many people during that pandemic, whether it was financially, whether it was their health. And I think for me, that's really when I kind of my my relationship with spirituality really like kicked into high gear and my meditation and my saging and smudging and all those things. And I'm somebody who now I'm still planning for the present. I mean, planning for the future and really still, you know, being that goal oriented Capricorn, you know, obsessive, like what my future is going to look like. But I think I've also like learned in the past few years that life is so precious, like, and you mm -hmm. never know, like when it's your time and you never want to like, you never want to be so high and so focused on the future that you can't notice all the blessings and the, the things around you. And it's as cliche as it sounds, it's not always the destination, but the journey's the best part. Mm -hmm. And I think I've really taken that mantra nice. and applied it to my life. Yeah. And I feel like I'm happier for it. I feel like I'm lighter because of it. I feel like things that used to get me upset don't upset me the way that they used to because I'm just like, things will work out. What's meant right. to be will be. So Absolutely. I hope that you give yourself more than 20 minutes because yeah. 20 minutes just isn't enough sometimes. Okay. I hope you I, well, give yourself a little bit more than that. Well, now look, I want to say those were encouraging words from both of you guys, right? Like, yeah. you know, I think it was nuggets from both of you. Um, Ashley, what I take away from you is that you got to be present, right? Through this journey, it's a long yeah. life, but also life is short. So we do have to celebrate those wins. But from you, Brandon, it's, you know, you can't be, you, that's complacency though, right? right? If if we do dwell in those wins for too long. And, you know, that is why you was great, right? Because you right. had just that, that, that burning desire inside to just continue to get better. Right. Like, yeah, that 1 million subscribers right. is cool, but like, all right, what's, what's the next goal, right? right? What's the, what's the next thing to accomplish? So absolutely. I think those are great, you know, great words from, from both of you guys. Well, nice well, balance. 20 minutes absolutely. was a little bit short. If that's, uh, what, is that, well, if that's all you gave it. Well, well let's do least, this. At least, at least dwell in it. <laughs> let's that's, do that's, this. Let's absolutely. do this. Uh, 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 Izzy um, or Nagin, there's some shot glasses, and it's past 12 o'clock. So th this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, but let's take a shot. This brand just sent me that I met at F1 some tequila. Uh -oh. Let's take a shot of tequila, uh -oh. right? Like, like, you know, say thank you to the brand for sending this over. Hopefully one day they'll come in and sponsor. What's I that am Casa, athlete. What's that, Casa what? Yep. Look, boom. There you go, right there. Literally just what got this say? in. Come on, Ashley. You about to put me on the spot. I can't, no, see I can't it. read. You know I can't oh read. Help me out. You read it. <laughs> what does it say? I can't, I I can't, can't unsee Casa Dragons. I, can't, I don't think I'm it's seeing. Casa, Casa I'm Dragons. I'm sure you're supposed to pronounce it a little oh, bit. Oh, Casa Dragon, like de. No, I can't see it. Casa. Dragones? Oh, wait. Here we go. Oh, Casa Dragones. Okay. Well, listen, this is how you know it's organic and they didn't pay us to do this. All I know is it was excellent. Ashley, that's good. It was excellent. I was at this amazing suite at the F1 race. I met the the founder and the head of like comms there, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll send you a bottle." So this it finally came in. The card is here. It says Brandon Marshall on the back, and then it says, oh. "Great to meet you at F1. We hope you enjoy this bottle as much as we love producing it." Till and team, I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. 
but it's excellent. I'm gonna save you a shot too, Ashley. So we're gonna celebrate yes, to a million plus subscribers. Yay. We're gonna yes, celebrate uh, because this is what life's about. Ashley just gave us uh, a nice sound bite. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey, mm -hmm. right? That's and I think right. part of the journey is looking yourself in the mirror and just learning who you are and, and what your triggers are, what makes you tick, right? Oh, big shots, <laughs> right? Because it's not always easy. Don't forget right, we got a show to do, y'all. <laughs> oh, and we have uh, Liv, Liv is back. I, and I think she might be on. She's on? Yeah, oh, she's on. in the bar. Maybe Liv or yeah, she, Liv definitely will be able to pour up and celebrate. Is Liv here? Summer. Is she here? Yeah, she's here. She's she's, she's on. on. Can we put, can we see her video? Give us a second. BC got Let's you. Welcome. Because because she's Liv. a. I, I would say to see. I'd be, I'd be hating. Yeah, she actually may messy. be familiar with the brand. Actually, no, she's a fake mixologist. She a fake, she a fake one. She's a fake <laughs> mixologist. Uh, she only not makes three drinks, but she has a beautiful bar at her house. No, it'd be crazy if she turns around and actually grabs a bottle. Right? I know <laughs> of. Of Casa Dragons. There she is. What's Dragons. Live. Taking shots? <laughs> right. Yeah, you came. Hey, it's after twelve. Yeah, you came in onto us uh, pouring up some shots. We're celebrating a million subscribers. Hey, are you familiar with this? Hey, are you familiar with this, go, with this tequila team. brand? You guys are awesome. I know, right? You familiar with that tequila brand, Olivia? Or Liv? Uh, I'm calling you by your government. Sorry. Am I supposed to be able to read that? Uh oh. Hold it right go. there. How about that? We just zoomed in. No. Can't get it. Okay. No, Ashley. I think Ashley's the closest. You know, she speaks three three languages. Yeah. Oh, I know she does. <laughs> you, you, oh yeah, a woman of many talents. Absolutely. Here you go. All right. So shots to a million subscribers. Uh, there go your twenty minutes. Now it's on to two. Uh, <laughs> all right. How about we get into uh, to some sports though? While you're doing that, huh? Let's do it. Live the Nuggets. They got it done. Your team. They did it in Game Three. Nuggets regained control of the series last night. They beat the Heat 109 to 94. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray became the first pair to ever record 30-point triple doubles in the same game. That is playoffs. That is regular season. That is NBA Finals. The first duo ever to do it. The Heat. They just, they just didn't have a good game, right? They shot 37% from the field. Uh, I want to start with you, though, Liv. Uh, what did you see from Game 3? What did you see in Game 3, rather? Honestly, simply, it was more effort from the Denver Nuggets. I, I never walked away from Game 2 believing that the Miami Heat were a better team than the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Do they do a lot of things better? Absolutely. But to me, still, this Nuggets team is exceptionally better than the Miami Heat. And to me, in Game 2... They just got embarrassed. They they took their foot off the gas, and we've seen three teams now do that against this Miami Heat team and get caught mm -hmm. with their pants down. That's like my favorite little saying mm -hmm. right now. But ultimately, it was a lack of effort in Game 2 from this Nuggets team. And what we saw in Game 3 was the exact opposite. Defensively, they had more effort. Uh, we see this Heat defense still putting a lot of pressure on MPJ getting in his head. But when you've got the best one-two punch in the league in Jokic and Jamal, mm -hmm. uh, they figured it out. They made it work. And defensively, they just had more effort. So I, I liked the – to me, they just showed up. They showed up more mm -hmm. in Game 3, and mm -hmm. that was that was all it took. Actually, we were talking about this on the show yesterday. We said Game 3 was going to determine whether – it was more of a Miami win from game two, or was it more just the Nuggets losing game two? So what did you think of game three? Um, First of all, hi, Livy. I love oh, you. Livy. You? <laughs> you. Um, 
I think it was a combination of both. I yeah. think that it was surprising for me. I, I thought the Heat were going to win game three because role players tend to play better at home, right? And, you know, they had a great performance in Denver, which is not easy to do. The atmosphere, the altitude, Denver's well-coached. It's a really well-oiled machine of a team. So it was very impressive that they were able to go ahead and split that series that in Denver for game one and two. Um, now, I will say... I, like I said, I was surprised that Miami did not play as well at home with the momentum in their favor right. coming off of that game. Right. But I think that what you notice about this Miami team, much like the Boston Celtics, is when you really take the three ball away from them, you take a big chunk of their game away from mm -hmm. them. Whereas Denver has a lot of different ways they'll attack you. They'll attack you in the paint. They'll attack you from the three. They'll attack you from the mid-range. Mm -hmm. And I think that Miami sometimes struggles to find their spot when their main spot is taken from them. And we saw that, you know, Jimmy Butler didn't have the best of game. Bam Adebayo was playing, was playing a great game. I think that he really has kind of found his pocket in this series. But when you look at the role players, they didn't really have the performance that they had in that game two in Denver that really pushed them over the edge. Whereas on the other side of things, yes, Michael Porter Jr. was nowhere to be found. Mm. Don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> but when you look at Jamal Murray, you look at Jokic, you had triple doubles from them. And then you had Christian Brown, you know, who kind Stepped of, you know, lit, lit things up and, <laughs> you know, had a moment. So I think that they were able to kind of combat certain things and they're able to combat certain aspects of the game being taken away from them that I think sometimes Miami struggles with. And it was interesting because there was a part in Denver, you know, in the game where Denver's defensive scheme was kind of to pull back off of Miami's shooters. And you were like, okay, well, how's that going to work? Right, but I mean, in a sense, it worked because they weren't mm -hmm. shooting well. So you kind of gave them the room to kind of shoot themselves in the foot. It was a very interesting game. Um, but I think that when Denver is playing at their best, they're a team that you know, most of the time is going to win. And even when they're not playing at their best, they're a team that makes you still sweat. I mean, you look at the game prior to that game, too. That was a very close game, and Denver did not play their best basketball. Mm. So that if I was Miami, I'd be a little bit worried about that watching that film back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you mentioned his name, right? Christian Brown. I mean, he was one, right? Aaron Gordon. What I what I think the biggest adjustment from game two to game three was that the others outside of, you know, Jamal Murray and Jokic were moving around a lot more, right? I feel like in game two, they were kind of just spotting up in the corner, maybe on the wings and whatnot. But what you saw in, in game three was guys cutting. I mean, Christian Braun, we saw most of that in the second half, which of course extended that lead for the Nuggets. But those guys was moving around a lot more. I mean, I think what Mike Malone had uh, you know, said after the game really fueled these guys to come in to game three hyped up. I mean, like you said, they, uh, well, like Liv said, it was just a lot of effort. It was a lot of effort from the Nuggets in game three. Uh, Brandon, should the Heat be worried going into game four? Um, I really can't um, discuss this right now because I watched the game, but I missed the game. Yeah. Right? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> I watched the first quarter. Uh, I took a gummy, actually. <laughs> Did you? And Yeah. So I took a gummy, <laughs> uh. and, so, and I got a massage. And so the plan, Liv and Ashley, was to... Uh, get the massage while watching the game. Boom, pop the gummy, boom, relaxing. First quarter, it's right there. They're back back and forth. Mm -hmm. I think that it was 20 to 22. Maybe come, yeah, 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 yeah. I fall asleep. When I wake up, the Nuggets are up 20-something points. Yeah, it was in the I don't know, and that was the game. I mm -hmm. woke up like, uh, I want to say, uh, 
halfway through the third, mm -hmm. right? Because we were going into halftime. Actually, I watched the first half, and then I you know it was halftime. I fell mm -hmm. asleep, and I didn't wake up until you no know, the 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 top of the fourth. Okay. And so I missed where everything happened. So I guess Ashley, what happened in the damn from when I fell asleep, which was halftime, to the fourth quarter? What the hell happened? Because it was a good game up until then. Right. So, or, or let, well, I, let, I can tell you what happened. What happened was, what happened was the Heat just couldn't make shots, right? From, from halftime, because it was only a five-point game. I'd say from halftime up until almost the start of the fourth, the Heat, I wish I had the exact stats, but the Heat probably made four shots. Right, so that's when the Nuggets really extended their lead, and then it was maybe in the fourth quarter at one point where where the Heat might have had a chance. And at this point too, I, which I didn't really understand why Eric Spoelstra made this move, but he took Jimmy off the court, and it was a ten point game. It was a ten point game with two minutes left. That's crazy. So, so yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of it was a lot of things that that went left really, you know, for the Heat in the third quarter. But you, you got to give the Nuggets Bro, credit, right? They take I, they took advantage, you know, of, of all the opportunities that they were given. They were they were making high percentage shots, right? Liv, I'm sitting here watching this first half, and I know you as a Denver Nuggets fan, okay? Uh, you were at, what is it, DNVR Sports Bar? Is that, a, is that mm -hmm. what you said? Okay, so the, yep. the bar, it looked cool. It looked cool. You had, your, you, cool. You, had, you had your Nuggets hat on. I'm watching this first half, and I'm like, yo, I forgot to bet the Heat. Because hmm. I'm looking at this first half, I'm like, the Heat are in control. Universe like, the, the Nuggets are in trouble, right? So... That first half, were you nervous at all watching your Nuggets not really pull away? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think I felt good at all about this game, truly until we saw Christian Brown towards the end of the game just mm -hmm. like he couldn't be stopped. He was a mm -hmm. machine. And at that point, he was almost just like he was playing like a champion and he was feeding off of like the defeat in the room by the Miami fans. So at that point, I kind of felt comfortable, but there was not a single point in the first half that I like was able to take a breath. Even them being up at halftime, I didn't sit there and feel like, right. okay, right. we're good. Like we're gonna be okay. There was not an ounce of me that felt comfortable in that game because I know how quickly the Miami Heat team can feed off of the momentum and completely turn the game on its head. So, and we also know habitually the fourth quarter is doomsday for this Denver Nuggets team. They always take their foot off the gas. They always, and it's it's like, okay, we've got this 16-point lead, but just like that, it's gone when you've got petty yeah. three-point fouls and you've got, you know, turnovers here and turnovers yeah. there. And it's like, it just, so as a Nuggets fan, I have definitely trained myself to not get excited at all until the game is truly finished. But yeah, I, I honestly felt like the Miami Heat had, a lot of dominance in the first half. I felt like they had control of that game despite being down. The momentum was in their favor. But when the Nuggets came out in the second half, I was like, okay, I think they're yeah. – I don't think that this was a fluke. That first half momentum, I think that they really showed up to win this game. So, yeah, yeah no, I wasn't comfortable at all in the first half right. at all. Ashley, I know we, I know you adjusted uh, – you had to adjust your camera, but I threw, I had, I threw yeah. you a nice alley-oop. <laughs> I was telling my story. I know, I heard it. I, I did. I heard the alley-oop. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't, you know, get it in the basket this time around. You know, Mary Girl came and he, he Ashley, blocked you are not shot, a dunker. So. You're, you, you, would, you, would, you would be called just a, a pure uh, three-point shooter. Sniper. I can't see Spot. Ashley windmilling. I was a sniper. I was a sniper. I was a, I was a facilitator. I wasn't a dunker. I would first of all, I wasn't tall enough. Um, I didn't have the hops to dunk. Mosey, was it Mosey, Mosey, Mosey Bogues? Mosey Bogues. I was. Yeah, I'm not Mosey, and I'm not Nate Mosey. Robinson. I know my pocket. You know what I mean. I'm a facilitator. 
I have good court vision. Uh-huh. Uh, so- I, I'm good from the corner of three. That's my that's my lane. That's my bread and butter. I'm not out here trying to do things. I'm not trying to out, I'm not out here trying to do more than I know I can do. Right. You know what I mean? That's how you lose the game. Everyone so, got to just play their role. Right. <laughs> so I had to. I don't know if you heard. I think you did. Uh, well, you say you did. So I had mm-hmm. the heat pack yesterday, right before my massage, and missed the real part of the game. Um, and and okay. Ashley and Liv, uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> before when I was watching that first half, uh-huh. I was like, "Yo, I forgot to bet it, right?" Because the odds, if I'd have bet a hundred thousand dollars, okay, I would have brought back a hundred and fifty or hundred twenty five or something. I think like it was one ninety one when I last checked. It was one ninety one. And so I'm saying like, oh my goodness, wow. I missed a moment. Cause I'm what I'm looking for is like four to five moments throughout the year where I can take a hundred thousand and bet it. But live, I'm a twenty twenty five point a twenty twenty five dollar type guy, right? Sometimes I'll Smart. scale to a hundred on my parlays. Um, Liv, you're a betting woman from a business standpoint, cause you said like you gotta have I forget how you said it yesterday. You said something about like uh money management. Money management in the betting world. As my money manager, betting money manager. What what you what, what have you said to me if I bet a hundred thousand on the on the Miami Heat? Are you feeling okay? Woo! Are you good? <laughs> Are you under the weather? You need to take a do you need to lie down, get some more milk? Are you oh, are you good? She said, I mean milk. as much as I think this Heat team is impressive, they're a little too inconsistent in terms of letting these games go to seven. I mean, they had a 3-0 lead that they just about blew in the Eastern Conference. Fine. Listen, I'd put money on them. I don't know if I'd trust them with 100000 Right. That's a lot of money. That's, that's a lot of cash. That that's a lot of cash. It's all so, relative, Ash. You know that. No, it's, it's a lot of cash for a, a bet that's probably not a good one. Well, oh. I, after, after game one, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yo, okay, Nuggets. Hold on, who won? The, who game one? Who won game one? I'm Nuggets, off. Nuggets, Nuggets yeah. won game mm-hmm. two. Heat. Game two, he comes out. Mm-hmm. Heat looked phenomenal, yeah, and then you, right, I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be a series. It can go to game seven. I think I felt like it could be a great bet. And then you see the first half, and it's like, oh my goodness, I missed my opportunity. But it turned out to be, uh, 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 you know, better for me not to bet them because they they didn't look great yesterday. Um, that gummy saved your life is basically what you're saying. Basically, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Ashley, how do you everybody's in the chats asking, Ashley, what do you think about game four? Who are you going with? Every have you re, have you read the the chat? I I tend to think that the Miami Heat will win one at home. Um I'm still a believer in, you know, how role players play at home. Um I think Eric Spolcher will have the adjustments that will help them win at home, but I've always had Denver winning this series. I didn't think it was going to be a sweep like people thought. I always had Nuggets in six. Um, I don't think it's going to go past six. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but in my gut, I think Miami wins one more. That game is either going to be at... My guess is that game will be game four, and I think Denver wins the final two. I don't have this going past six. I just think that Denver is a team that... I don't want to say they're better because I think Miami is is a, a talented team, but I think they're better at what is needed to win in the finals. I think that Miami's game sometimes can be a little spotty. It's a little unpredictable. Although yeah. it's consistent in how they play, it's not always consistent in how they play it, if that makes sense. Mm. So for me, um, 
I tend to go with the team that that even when they're not at their best, they're still very much close to winning the game. I mean, if you watch that game too, Denver, like I said, did not look good. This was not a team that I would say, oh, you know, they're they're looking great. They're going to win it. Even in the beginning, they were lethargic. They didn't really look as sharp. It kind of was dragging a little bit. Miami came out. All that energy was in their favor. Mm -hmm. And that game ended up being, what, a two-point difference? So for me... Um, I tend to lean towards a team like that. I tend to lean towards the better seeded team. Um, I always had it being Denver. I always had it being Denver in six, and I'm gonna stick with that one. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, Miami yeah. does need to show me something heading into Game Four. Um, you nervous, but- Corey? That sounds like a nervous man right there. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I would like to see them get a win, but like I hope they win the right, you know, the right way in Game Four. Uh, I still think this is going to go seven, right? Because really, look, look at the schedule really? moving forward. Look at the schedule moving forward. I think each team just wins. Well, of course, I think the Heat is going to win that last game. But if each team wins at home for the rest of the series, it goes to seven. But then that would be Denver winning in seven. So. I I don't think the Heat lose two in a row at home. I I don't see that being the case. And then when they come back to Miami, I think they take that one too. So I think I I think the series still does go to. So what's my what's my bet, Corey? What's my bet? I think wait to Game Seven and then and then and then see how those teams look. If it then if if it goes to Game Seven, seven. don't take betting advice from this man. If it goes, we'll go broke. I'm hot. I'm hot. Live live will be proud of me. I'm hot right now. You haven't Uh been watching, Ashley. Come on. Look, oh if it goes the game, point too, so if it know. goes the game seven, I'm betting on the Heat. They got the, they're really guttier. Think, do you yeah. do you honestly think? Let's let's put fandom aside. Let's put fandom aside. Right. Let's, let's, let's start really there. Look at, let's look at the X's and O's of this game, right? Miami's offense, Can't. for all intents and purposes, Ashley, is I keep a, telling you this. Little... I want to look in their eyes. Why you not listening to me? Why you want to <laughs> put you the? You, what you said? Put all the other stuff for, uh, to the I'm side. I'm saying let's put let's put the fandom. Let's put you know the fact we're in Miami and it's you know let's put all that aside and let's really look at the X's and O's of this game for mm-hmm, a second mm-hmm. or, or the series rather. Miami's offense is not always the most reliable. There's a lot of things that have to go right for this team to go ahead and win. Let's not forget this. I believe they were top three, if not the worst shooting team all regular season. There's a reason for that. So let's not act like, you know, this offense is bulletproof and all they need is this offense. It's not. There's holes in it. Whereas you look at Denver, that offense has been reliable and consistent the entire season from top to bottom. That makes a difference. So while I am very impressed with what the Miami Heat have done, you also have to look at it from a lens of what they have done in the past, meaning this season. And this is a team that offensively struggled, which is why they were a playing seed, which is why they were one of the worst shooting teams. That doesn't all of a sudden just go away from your identity because you're in the finals. It still finds its way to seep through the cracks, and mm. you see it in the games that they lose. So I don't know how you think the series goes seven with a team playing like that. I saw also, Liv, you want to say jump Liv, in there. Do you have anything to add there? Fandom, fandom aside, I'm going to continue with the fandom aside here. I think if I, I, I will never tell a fan to not be excited about their team winning because I am the I'm the first person to run to Twitter and start running my damn mouth every single time. And I'll keep doing Sound it. Like Corey. So Sound like Corey. I will never <laughs> tell people not to celebrate a win. But what I will tell you is if I were a Miami Heat fan, I'd, I would feel a whole lot comfortable if game two was a blowout. They only won by three. And Mm. the Nuggets did a lot of things wrong. A lot went wrong for this Nuggets team. So if I'm a Heat fan, I'd feel a whole lot better if 
okay, yeah, the Nuggets didn't look that great, but man, we whooped them. 20 points we put on them. We are good. That was a comfortable win. That was not a comfortable win. And the Nuggets did not look good. There were a lot of things working against Denver in that game. And they and the Miami Heat still couldn't win comfortably. So it's like, yes, they did have a dominant game. And I'm not saying that the reason that they won is because the Nuggets looked bad, but I think that helped. Mm. And so it would it would feel a little bit better, I think, if I were a Heat fan, if game two was a blowout. If it was like, okay, right. Miami showed up, they absolutely knocked the Nuggets out of the like out of the water. They're done. They got the momentum, but they only won by three. And the Nuggets to me looked the worst they've looked in the postseason so far. So I wouldn't okay. feel entirely comfortable to go, I'm betting the Miami Heat in seven when the one game they've won so far was ugly for the Nuggets and it was only won by three points. Okay, That's all, all right. I'm going to say all right, right there. I wish I it was a blowout for the sake of Miami fans, I'm but it was not. I'm listening to you guys, Corey. All I can say is if it goes seven... <laughs> I'm going to the sports book. <laughs> I'm going to the sports book. Ashley, you going to drop seven. There'll you, be a lot of surprise people, including myself. I'm gonna force Ashley uh, to bet too. You know, Liv. She she's actually she's actually getting hit with the bug a little bit. You know, she's like, I don't bet. Am I don't I? bet. Yeah, remember? She said, huh? What was it? Like a couple weeks ago, she hit on something or she said it was something. Anthony she like, Davis. And then she was like, the Anthony "Oh, Davis points, rebounds, and assists." Yeah, remember? And okay, it was like, Ash. Yeah, you hit That's on something. Only, okay. That's only because I know ball and I'm somebody who bets things. I don't bet money. Like I'll bet like <laughs> the glasses you oh, owe if me. I, if I <laughs> right. glasses or bags or pedicures or manicures, I don't bet my own money. Like, okay. but think about this, mind. Ashley, think about this. A pedicure cost. Your pedicure probably costs. How much is your pedicure? My pedicure is about 50 bucks. Plus I do a nice tip. I usually tip about 20 bucks. So, what kind of pedicure are you getting that's $50? I just want, I, it's not even about the pedicure. Cut my toes real quick. All right. Take all that little skin athlete's uh, uh, feet out of there. Okay. Boom. And then, Wait. <laughs> you, know how, you know how the feet be you crusty. You have athlete's foot oh, and you're Lord. going to get a pedicure? Hey, where's the tenactinac? Oh, Can you give me the tenactinac uh, out of my bag? <laughs> Throw it to me. So anyways, I do that. But the, the, the pedicure for me, where it gets expensive Oh, you gotta hit. You gotta do two, like at least like fifteen minutes on each foot massage. I'm I'm investing in a massage, so that's why it takes so long. And, and it's that, only fifty. And that's how much it is. Yeah, it's like you know they ask for the premium because I think but pedicures is like what twenty five bucks. I've never gotten a pedicure before. Here you go, right here. Maybe you've never gotten a pedicure before, Corey. I've never gotten a pedicure. You played wow. football. I know, I know. My feet need it too. I, wow. I, I think I, you'll love I think, it. I think I might need a pedicure. So yeah, that boy's suffering. Yeah, wow. Right. <laughs> but but I was saying that before we got off on this, and here's my, I got to spray them things down. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> they be howling. Y'all never had to use this, Ashley or Liv? Y'all no. never use like. Uh, what is that called? What is that brand? Come my on, y'all know I can't required. read, bro. Lotrimin, Lotrimin. Oh, there you go. He keep thinking. asking me to read stuff uh, right now. I'm I got you, read. B. Oh, <laughs> Lotrimin. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What so. about, uh, what is it called? Tenactin, Tenactin? Ten yeah, Tenactin. I think uh, Madden did that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Tough Actin, hey, why, Tenactin. Why they <laughs> yeah. Ashley, y'all yeah, never, y'all never, so you you ladies never had oh, athlete's foot before. I've never had athlete's foot, no. So what it is, it's like clinical... Clinically proven to cure most athletes' foot antifungal, so it's a fungus, I guess, right? Ooh, release yeah. itching, yeah, burning. Yeah, athlete's foot is a is a fungus. Cracking yes. and scaling, right there. Mm. All right, 
Liv, you, you're kind of quiet over there. It seems like you may have had athlete's foot once or twice. <laughs> no, I think I'm just losing my appetite. I haven't eaten lunch yet. Kind of, All right, so well, well, how about we move on then? We, let, let me give you guys another topic. Let me give you guys another topic. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Corey's like, come on, bro. Yeah, we, <laughs> we talking yeah, about feet. It was, it, was it was getting a little weird there. All right. Phoenix Suns, they're oh pondering future with point guard Chris Paul. According to Woes of ESPN, the Phoenix Suns have notified him that they'll potentially cut him before the June 28th deadline in his contract if they don't um, come up with a trade proposal for him. So, you know, Paul spent the last three years in Phoenix. He's actually earned all-star recognition in two of them. Hmm. But if he were to return next year, he's going into year 19, guys. Ashley, I yes, wanted to sir. ask you first, what's next for Chris Paul? Do you think he returns? Do you think... You know, he's included in a trade package sent somewhere else. What, what, what happens here? So did they officially, have they officially um, moved him or they're expected to move him? They're, they're going to waive him. Yeah, they're expected to move him. Because like, like I said, in his contract, it says, you know, there's a clause, I guess. If they want to trade him or if they, if they tend to, like, intend to cut him, they have to notify him before June 28th. So what they're saying right now right. Is, is that they're considering including him in a trade package, actually with DeAndre Ayton. That's what the reports are saying. Mm -hmm. So it's either they, they include him in a trade package and send him off, or if they don't find anything, they'll cut him. Mm. It's going to be hard to move Chris Paul because these last few years have not really worked in favor of his stock, right? So he makes a boatload of money, but he doesn't really have the health when you need it the most, right? Mm. So that presents an issue because you want that veteran leadership. You want his skill set. And for whatever you say about Chris Paul, you can't deny he's one of the best point guards to ever play the game. So... You want that when you need it the most. And he has shown one way or another, some way, shape, or form, he is always hurt mm -hmm. at the worst possible time. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because I don't think, you know, it's, I don't think players are out there getting hurt on purpose. It's a luck thing, right? Mm -hmm. And he has bad luck when it comes to injuries. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunate luck, I'll say, when it comes to injuries. I would say they're going to have a hard time moving him because of that. I think the best option for the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul has to be realistic about where he is at this stage in his career. And that's always a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. I would bring him back, but I would have to cut his salary. I'm not paying him what we're paying him. That it's an astronomical amount of money for someone who's not able to give me what I need. Mm -hmm. If he's able to renegotiate that contract, I a hundred percent don't see a reason why the Phoenix Suns don't bring him back on a vet min, a vet minimum or more than a vet minimum, but you can't be paying him what he's paying now, what he's being paid now. If he doesn't take a pay cut, I would be pressed to be like, all right, well, let's test the market, but I don't think it's going to work in your favor. He doesn't, right. I personally don't think he has that many options. Mm, mm. Yeah, what do you think, Liv? Because, you know, like what I was thinking is, you know, if Chris Paul is included in a trade package, what team is going to want to take on, you know, the, the type of contract that he has? So what options do you think right now Chris Paul is, is, has on the table, rather? I think the landing spot that I see the most is a team like the Lakers. But back to what Ashley was saying, I mean, mm. back to the betting conversation of money management. Mm. Uh, when I'm w w as a team, if you're looking from a money management perspective, 
uh, Chris Paul's kind of a liability, exactly what Ashley was saying, that when you need him most, he becomes unavailable. Uh, there's injuries that he battles back and forth. And not not only that, I don't want to dog on a 19th year veteran here, but uh, even when he is available, he's not always showing up. I remember very vividly last postseason, he had one game that was about six points and the next game where he's got 25. So it's, it's one of those conversations, kind of like talking about a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's been great for years and years and years, but what are you doing right now? What are we going to see from him right now? As a team, are you willing to spend money on somebody when you haven't really seen his worth, you know, if you're looking at the money standpoint, his worth has yeah. not matched um, the money that he's making in the last <laughs> few years. You look at his entire resume. All right. One of the one of the best point guards in the league. But right yeah. now, are you willing to spend that kind of money on him? I'm not sure if I had to pick a landing spot, I'd probably go Lakers. But I'm with Ash. I think he makes too much money. Yeah, I think Lakers is a good spot. Also, I think the only pro like, again, he's making too much money. And if you're going to go after Kyrie, like the report, the reports are you can't pay both of them. Mm -hmm. no. So yeah. Chris Paul also at this stage in his career, yeah. I don't, wherever he ends up, whether it's back in Phoenix, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Clippers, there needs to be a real conversation about load managing him. And I know that's a word that people don't like. And I know people are like, oh my God, load management. I don't, he is not somebody who can play an entire season at this stage in his I career. I won't play Chris it's Paul just, until like halfway through. I won't play Chris Paul until like March 25th. The mid-mark mid of the season? March 25th. Activate Chris Paul. It's <laughs> <laughs> an well, awfully specific date. Huh? Yeah, That's I know my birthday. Yeah, because I was going to say March twenty third, but I was like, "Well, that'd be like narcissistic of me if I use my birthday." <laughs> just I don't know. All this shit went through my head to pick this number within like two <laughs> seconds. March, like March twenty fifth is. Sorry, guys. I'm. It's the shot, Ashley. You made me take a shot. I feel like you made me do this. One <laughs> shot. What are you a lightweight? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, no, but listen, oh, listen. We have Andre Drummond here. Andre Drummond was on the show yesterday. Two days. Um, Two days ago? Two days ago, yeah. Dude, I'm off today. Golly. You know, it's all good, man. All right, so he was on the show. But uh, anyways, he was just here 45 minutes ago. Um, no, longer now. An hour and 30 minutes. He sat in your chair, Ashley, and we had this conversation. So before mm -hmm. he went to go hoop, he stopped in. And he's like, and I asked him, I said, what, what, what's, what's your thoughts on CB3? He starts smiling and laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? He said. Because he knows. He, he knows. said, He said, man. This is nothing but LeBron and the Lakers. This is him. He'll he said he'll be he'll be in LA by the end of the week. So, you know, Liv, you said it. Ashley, you, you, yeah. you you doubled down on it. And there's a bunch of people in the chat saying that um, you know, CP three to the Lakers sounds about right. And I just found I just found that interesting that Andre Drummond, that was the first thought that came to his mind was the Lakers and LeBron written all over this. And it was more so from CP three. But the way he said it was like, remember, Corey, you were sitting in here. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, it, it sounds like LeBron made the call yeah, and right. was like, bro, like, get out of there. Find a way to get out of there. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be there. Come over here, vet team. You don't got to deal with the knucklehead young boys. You can come over here. We run it the way we run it, and we go win a championship. But when you talk about money, Ashley, let me, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, right? Can you see him saying, you know what? I'll play for two, three million dollars or whatever it is. Go get Kyrie. I just want a championship because if you think about it, he's made money not only on the court, not off, not just off the court from an endorsement standpoint, but from a venture standpoint as well. He's one of the most sophisticated investors out there, certainly mm -hmm. as an athlete, right? But I'm stacking him up against some of the other, you know, hedge funds and venture 
you know, guys, well, I would say angel investor. I would consider him more of like an angel investor. So he's made a shit ton of money. The only thing that he's missing is what? Is that championship? Is that real, real postseason success? So, Ashley, can you see him taking less money to go play with the Lakers and so they can bring in like a Kyrie Irving? Well, one, I really hope that's not the conversation him and LeBron had because that would be ridiculous. Come win a championship in L.A. Like there's a lot that needs to happen for L.A. to win a championship. Let's not. We, we've seen him put together the old man squad before. It didn't work in his favor. <laughs> like I really hope that that was not the selling point of like getting Chris Paul to force his way out of Phoenix. Can I see him taking a cut? Yes. Do I think it's going to be all the way down to two, three million dollars? No. And that's going to be problematic. I think Chris Paul may have a uh, may have a false sense of the type of player that he is right now at this stage in his career, mm. because there have been reports, you know, before getting to Phoenix and when there was conversations of him possibly leaving Phoenix and before re-signing in Phoenix, what kind of deal he was looking for. And even at that stage in his career, he wasn't that kind of a player. I mean, this is a Chris Paul who thinks that he's still Lob City Chris Paul and wants to be paid like that. <laughs> so that's problematic. When you have somebody whose level of availability and health, because the skill set's still there in aspects, even his skill set has taken has fallen back a little bit, does not match where their mindset is. That's a problem. So, mm. um, for me, do I see him taking a pay cut to pay, play in L.A. with LeBron? Yeah, if anybody can go ahead and convince him to do it, it's LeBron. Do I see him taking the kind of pay cut they would need to still build a team Messi that did can it. remotely perform and win? No, Ashley, I don't. One of the biggest, well, certainly the biggest sports uh, uh, news globally, uh, Messi. He just did it. We just talked about it. Messi walks away from... Four hundred million dollars a year. Hundred and forty-five million dollars, though. What do you mean? That's a but that's a big difference, though, Ashley. It's Golly. a big difference, but we're talking about Messi, who's made one hundred and forty-five million. Who's making one hundred and forty-five million dollars? Yeah, so many endorsements. Finally, too. got his World Cup trophy. Um, we're talking about Messi, who also is going to have stock in Apple and Adidas, and also sometimes players are different. Players have different right. mindsets. I don't see Chris Paul pulling a Messi and saying, yeah, I'm not going to go to Barcelona because all these people are going to have to take pay cuts and I don't want to be responsible for that. And I just don't want that, you know, to go into a team knowing that I'm only there because all these people have to take pay cuts to get me there. I personally don't believe Chris Paul gives a damn. I think he still wants to get paid a certain amount of money and I don't think he cares where it comes from right. or how they get it. I just think he wants it. Right. And that's a problem because this team will not win with LeBron, Kyrie, and Chris Watch Paul. this, watch this, watch this, and then I'll let y'all move on. <laughs> would, you, would you want him in the Knicks uniform? No. Okay, 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 okay. That was a, that was a okay, quick okay. answer, Ashley. Yeah. I'm, I'm, cool I'm, okay. I'm, I'm good yeah, with no, Jalen right. Brunson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with Jalen Brunson. Thanks. That Chris Paul era has passed Brunson. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Chris Paul moving forward. Guys, we got some more news. So Damian Lillard made an appearance on Showtime's The Last Stand with Brian Custer. And he listed the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets as potential landing spots in the event he was actually traded from the, the Trailblazers. We got a clip from that episode. Let's take a look at it real quick. Excuse me, real quick. Everybody keeps saying Damian Lillard is going to be traded to the Knicks. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Heat. Damian Lillard should be traded to the Celtics. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Nets. If one of those trades went went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, ah, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Miami is the obvious one. And Bam is my dog. Bam is my dog, for real. But, I mean, I think Miami the obvious one. Brooklyn is obvious one is another obvious one because Mikael Bridges is my dog too. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later. But Ashley, uh, Damian Lillard, you know, does this suggest that he might be open to potentially parting ways, you know, with Portland? What are your thoughts on uh, on, on what he said there? I don't know, and I honestly don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm so tired of this conversation. I feel like. I have this conversation about Dame once in NBA season, sometimes more. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, it's kind of like at the end of the day, only Dame can change Dame's trajectory. Mm -hmm. it, it, like at the end of the day, like it, it's, it, he, he kind of teeters the line, right? He sprinkles these breadcrumbs of possibilities of moving on. And you get, as a Dame fan, you get excited because I think that Dame's one of those players, even if you're not a Dame fan, I feel like he's one of those players you want to see win because mm -hmm. he has done it the way of the old school guys before him. You know, he hasn't really requested trades. He's tried to do it in one city and you want him to reap the benefits of that. You know, you kind of want to see in this case, the good guy win, you know, the bad guys are the guys who jump from city to city to, you know, increase their chances of winning a championship. And you kind of root against those guys. That's why everyone loves to root against Kevin Durant because they hate the way he did it. Dave's one of those guys that you love the way he's done it. You love the way he's approached his career. Do so we really him... still really Ashley, or are we, like you said, we're tired of no, it. I'm saying for and the, then for, also, for, are for we people who value that they, they appreciate that about Dame. Like for people I, I know. who really value that they appreciate the fact that he's stayed in one city and has Me tried too. to make it work. But now is it, is it working against him though? Right? Like, think about this. It's to the point now where we're like, yo, bro, we get it. We love you. Right? Like, we want to see you win. We want what's best for you. What are you doing? No, I agree. I'm one of those people at this point. Like, I'm a huge Dame fan. And I'm just kind of like Dame. In one, right. in one conversation, you'll hear him say, we have all the pieces that we need in Portland. We have a great group of young guys. If we can't get it done here in Portland, then, you know, I don't know what the future holds. And then you'll hear him say things like, yo, well, Miami, New York, Boston, wherever he said, Brooklyn. And it's like, okay, but which one is it, Dame? Like, I hear what you're saying. And I hear you, 
but I also right, know you're going back right, to Portland. Right. So like, while this is fun to kind of like talk about and, you know, question like, oh, what would Dame look like in a Miami uniform? We all know that Dame's going back to Portland. Uh, I don't Probably. know. Probably. 99% <laughs> sure he's going back there. Yeah. Liv, what's your thoughts, though? Because I, mean, I thought how quickly he answered to those hypothetical tra- trades, like, suggested something. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Liv? I would like to believe that it does, but I'm with Ash. It's the same old thing, different day. I think he's flirting with the idea, but I'm not sure it'll really land. I mean, when I look at the teams that they talked about, the Heat don't need Dame. I mean, they're in the NBA Finals. They're doing just fine. The Celtics mm-hmm. could potentially use a guard, but I don't think that he's going to feel as needed as he wants to feel at a place like uh boston uh the the knicks certainly don't need him brunson's been doing what he needs to do so i don't to me dame's a lover boy which i think is why he taps into that loyalty so much i think he really is a lover boy and i think he likes feeling needed and in those other places i don't think he's as needed as he is in portland like in portland dame is that guy now if he goes to any of these other teams he no longer is the most important and and i love dame i seriously i it's like i don't even like to criticize dame because i think he's just awesome all Mm -hmm. around um but i think he's a lover boy and i think that he'll find the most (laughs) love and attention (laughs) so yeah i think brandon wants you to justify you ever see that meme of the guy where he's walking with his girl and he turns around and he's like but he doesn't he doesn't let go of his girl's hand that's name like that mean? Yeah. he's totally he's, totally right he's holding hands he's holding hands with portland but hey, he's listen. also he got a he's got a wandering eye to see what else is out there but he he's Ashley. not making no jump he's not divorcing his wife he's not breaking Mm-mm. up with his girl you know he's he's Love comfortable boy. What about the, well, he may you know, dabble he may he may slide in a dm here or there send a little <laughs> eye emoji a little <laughs> wink <laughs> You know, double yeah. tap on the photo. Heart the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he heart the story a few times, you know, yeah, hit her yeah. hit her up with a what are you doing in the DMs, but never, <laughs> you know, respond when she hits him back. He's not he's not leaving his main chick. He's just mm. he doesn't with he's that, not prepared to do it. With all that being said, Ashley, I'm gonna say this. Walking in slippery places, you eventually fall. Dame Lillard, because of you? everything you just said, mm-hmm. right? He's moving on. This is the off season of Dame Lillard. Oh my gosh! Yes, it needs and it's going to be the biggest story in NBA. You know, this off season, Dame Lillard does it. He finally did it. The lover boy, okay, finally <laughs> flirted too much and got right. caught. He got uh, caught slipping. Right, it'd be that one video, Ash. Like, oh no, you went too far. Big, you got too far. I think it's happening. I really do. I really do. Because, Ash, what has he done, you know, over the last five years having this conversation? He's always used that as an opportunity to double down on his loyalty and how he approaches the game. He didn't do that this yeah. time. Dame didn't come out and say, yo, no, y'all know how I feel. You know I ain't leaving Portland. I'm not chasing. It can come to me, but I'm not chasing this way. He didn't do that. He entertained it, which tells me that – the flirting is turning into a potential affair, mm. right? Like, it might be some agents calling and connecting. There might be some teams finally reaching Brandon, out. But, it, but it's also a very expensive affair. It's an expensive divorce. He makes $60 million a year. He can't get that anywhere else? It's a, it'll Who's be a trade. Pay? Who's going to pay him that, though? Hey, who Especially would? if they don't, don't I mean, need him. You heard the second the thing team is, The thing is, it's like you have to look at it outside of the talent 
you have to look at the money, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if he makes 60 million. That may be exaggeration. Mm -hmm. I think it's close to that. I think that is close though. though. He he is one of the highest. Like he makes a lot of money, right? And in order to go ahead and trade for a player with that kind of a salary, you have to gut a lot of your team. And I love Dame, love him. We're not talking a 25-year-old Damian Lillard. So if you're a team like the New York Knicks, if you're a team like the Brooklyn Nets, you know, a lot of the teams that he mentioned, if you're a team like the Miami Heat, how much of your team are you willing to part with to get a player like Dame? And then also you have to look at it from what can you go ahead and build with him on your team now that you have gutted a lot of your your supporting cast to get him what's left and you don't want to be in a position where you're just relying on two guys to lead a team and you don't have anything else to surround him with that's the problem he has in portland which is why he hasn't been able to win Mm. you need to still have him with a team that is conducive to help him win and i just don't know with that kind of a salary the teams that he has mentioned now if there are teams that are not on that list that he's willing to go to, okay. But we're talking about teams who are in the NBA Finals, like Liv said. We're talking about the New York Knicks, who are just one piece away. But one piece, really whoa. Cat. They Ash, are one you're piece gone one. too They're one far. Super far away. Is, is Ash, you're right gone too yeah, you see, far. Yeah, you see Ash trying to steal it? <laughs> BC's probably talking I was riding with Ash. If I ain't cutting you off, Ash, you know I'm riding with you. Ashley, come on. The Knicks are one superstar away. Oh, I didn't say from a championship. I said from a, a deeper playoff run or even a finals appearance. They're just one piece away. They don't need to gut that entire team. Oh, Boston doesn't need to gut their entire team. Brooklyn doesn't need to gut their entire team. You, you saw what that thank Boston team looked like Brooklyn. when Katie and Kyrie left. That supporting cast is pretty, they can win games. It's pretty impressive. Thank like you, you need it. another star. I just don't know if a $60 so, million dollar price tag is something you're willing to pay when you're not that far gone. Let's go to the betting expert, the betting business financial manager, okay? Money manager. Liv, um, what's your bet on Dane? Does he stay or does he go? He stays. Damn. (laughs) Damn. In in typical lover boy fashion, he stays put. Damn. Okay. If, if we being honest, Lover right? Boy. Like Portland's Portland's roster isn't that bad. That's why I just don't know why they're not able to have success. They're not bad. Because because if if you look, if you're Portland and you draft a guy like Scoot Henderson, you you but might then you got to wait on him for squad. but then you got to wait on him for three years. Three? You don't? You don't? No, you, you don't. don't. He, I think Scoot he Henderson. Right away. What? How how long did it take? Uh, and I'm not trying to argue. I'm just. It's a real question. Okay. Mm-hmm. How long did it take KD to like really dominate him and Russ? Was it year? Did they? Did it? Was it year three? They made it to. It wasn't the finals. Did they make it to the finals together and got smoked. What about the the Cavs? Was it? I think maybe a better no, comparison we're, to be we're like. We're talking a, more about a team, a player coming out of the draft. Yeah. And being no, NBA. That's, what, that's why I'm, I brought that up because that's the first like uh, case that came to mind. It's like you have a special talent like KD. When did KD really become KD when he was able to really impact, you know, the game in a way where his team can have success in postseason? And that's the thing with Dame. It's like, yeah, you can go get a player like that, Corey. Mm-hmm. All right, but how can, is he really the player that's going to get you over the hump? Because, you know, usually a player like that might take a couple years for him to really morph into what he's going to be. I, if I'm Dame, I'm not waiting a couple more years. I'm just not. Yeah. 
Man. Okay, yes. but he also has to be realistic about the situation, right? Here, here, here's where my frustration with Dame comes into play. I understand not wanting to wait because you're of a certain age and you don't want to wait to go ahead and make a run. But you knew what it was when you signed up, Dame. There was a window of opportunity for you to leave because that was always that was always going to be the problem in Portland. Once CJ left and that team kind of started to dismantle and they started to draft younger and there were younger guys now in that roster, there's always going to be growing pains with a team like that. It's never going to be an instant fix. You're not drafting Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? And yeah, maybe but, Michael Jordan needed some work. Yeah, but most like, athletes it, most athletes think that, you know, it takes it takes some time for an athlete to finally realize that like oh, shit, I need help from management or I do need more help here. Some Most athletes think eventually it's going to happen this year. You even had – I forgot. It's there was somebody 10 some, years to figure I, that out? Yeah, it takes time. It takes 100%. It took me damn near – you know, I'm a slow blinker at times. It took me 11 years <laughs> to finally realize, like, bro, stop going to these bad teams. <sighs> the Jets, Brandon. damn, the Dolphins. <laughs> Like, yep. come on, Brandon. enough's enough. Like, Brandon, Ashley, let me tell you this. Here's my classic moment. You, Hold on real quick. If it took you 11 years, you a real slow blade. Ashley, oh listen God. to this. Yes. Ashley, year 10. Okay, I'm still kind of my prime. Another big year, 1,500 yards in that all-pro all year. I got an opportunity to get traded from Chicago. Remember, Jay Cutler was the quarterback to the New England Patriots. New England Patriots wanted to trade for me. The year they won the Super Bowl. Mm. I looked at it and I said, man... Jay Cutler looked real good. He might win MVP this year, the way he's showing up to OTAs. Mm. And I chose to stay in Chicago with Jay Cutler than take the New England Patriots trade with freaking Tom Brady. Mm. Well, you a real slow brinker, Brandon. <laughs> like, I don't, you, like, really slow. You like, like damn, one loyal. eye per minute blinker. Because, <laughs> like, one Mississippi per blink. Right. Like, <laughs> not even, like, five Mississippis per blink. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's kind of a point where it's like you have to look at your situation and there have been multiple instances with this portland trailblazers team that has shown that it's either one or two options it's either going to be a a lot of work and you just got to stick through it or b it's going to be a lot of work and you just say listen right. i don't want to put in the work here we are like i tried it i did it for x amount of years but I'm not willing to do this at this stage in my career. And there's nothing wrong with that. But let's not go ahead and pretend okay. like the writing hasn't been on the wall of what this Trailblazers bet, team was bet, going to bet. be let's bet. for since X you, amount of since years. You like Stevie bet. Wonder saw it coming. Since it's, you, not that, <laughs> like, it's not that hard to figure it on out. His iPad. This was a team that you know what, though? Actually, she brings up a good point about the years thing because I feel like the problem in this league I know that we're a ring, we're stuck in the ring culture. Like that's not going to go away. But it's like the timing of everything that I think is where we get very thrown off because these superstars want to they want to go to a team and win right now. It's like, well, it doesn't always work like that. Like there's there's an adjustment period. There's a like Ashley said, money management situation of okay, is this person worth three of these people that we've now built chemistry with? It doesn't happen overnight. But then you've got the other side of the spectrum. The lover boy side of the spectrum mm, where okay, how many years go by before you go this is not the place that i'm going to be successful and win a ring and maybe he doesn't care about winning i mean to mm -hmm. me right now fine. that's the impression i get that he doesn't care about winning because oh, if he right. did i think he would have left a long time ago well you know what i don't think he cares oh, oh my god and that's, that's fine a... listen not everybody wins rings some yeah, people yeah, yeah. are in it to yeah. hoop 
to to go down in the history books, which Dame will yeah. to make money to provide to provide generational wealth for their family. Like some people are okay. Better, like bet said, that bag like, that I I'm, owe you. Carmelo even said it himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't win a ring, but I'm one of the best to ever do it. AI is the same way. Not everybody wins a ring, and it's mm. okay. Bet but the bag, whole, Ashley. Like, what do you mean? Bet the bag. Don't you owe me glasses, and I owe you a bag, allegedly. So if that if that's true. If our fact checker will say, yes, Brandon, you owe Ashley a bag, then bet the bag that double double or nothing that Dame leaves Portland. Bet it. When? Leaves Portland when? This offseason. I just said it. The lover boy is gone. The lover boy left. He's leaving. That's going to be the headline. Lover boy leaves. But, but listen, not not running. Look, she I'll don't want to bet it. She that. don't want to bet it. You you feel so good about it, Liv. You you said the same thing. You want to get in on, get in on this action? Sure. All right. <laughs> don't take don't I'm take the, the better. Bait. I'm the right. better don't, around don't here. Don't take I know the bait. Bet. Don't take the I bait. I know how the money manage. So let's let's, let's bring it on. Well, listen. Let's bring listen, it on. I'm ready to go. Listen, not winning rings is actually a good segue to our next topic, right? To stay on uh, the topic of superstar point guards, James Harden. Right, according to Shane, uh, Sham Sharnia, uh, James Harden is torn between his former team in the Houston Rockets and the 76ers. Right, he spent his first oh, nine God. seasons with the Rockets, has spent the last two seasons so with Philly. I, I know, I know, I know. And, and right I'm now, so right now, him. he's oh, planning God. to uh, decline his $35 million player option wow. heading into next offseason, and that is to pursue a long term deal. Right, so I, I mean, I wanted to ask you guys, right, like, what, what's What's James Harden's, you know, mind? Where where's his mind at right now? And I wanted to ask you too, like, is he at the point in his career, you know, where he's not even really playing for rings anymore? He's just playing for that contract just to kind of, you know, his last run in the league. Let, let me go quickly here, and then I, I'll I'll throw it to mm-hmm. you guys. Let me go quickly. I'm walking away from at this point in your career, you walk away from thirty five million dollars. That's a lot of cash, a lot. right? Um, and then you're think you're considering Houston. I'm just connecting all the dots here, so just think out loud with me, right? What this tells me is all about money, right? We know you live a lavish lifestyle. You're always on the PJs, always, you know what I'm saying, got all the new gear. I don't know if it's sponsored or not. So if you're willing to walk away from a situation where you're making really good money this year, short-sighted, okay, um, and have an opportunity to potentially contend, to go to the Houston Rockets for a long-term deal just tells me it's all about the money. That's what it is. Now, you know, I, I'm sure he got the right people around him doing the right things, but James Harden, to me, Liv, sounds like he he he's uh he might need you to come in and help him on the financial side. <laughs> Meaning, not, I'm talking about making that make right financial decision because I don't want to say, like, I'm not trying to, you know, imply anything else. I'm just saying, like, in this moment, is it $35 million? You know, for the, this next year, mm-hmm. do we take that or do we take this long-term deal? And obviously, uh, the upside is greater from a financial standpoint. Is it about money or is it about attention? Because mm-hmm. or the strip club? I, you know, <laughs> I mean, I just think that I just think that we we we've been here before. We've heard this before. We've you know, I, I just feel like we've got a bit of a drama queen on our hands sometimes with James Harden, and I love the way he plays. Um, is it really about money or is he just want to go somewhere where he's, you know, he's number one? Right. I don't know. I feel like he obviously he he had a pretty a pretty good postseason run here with the 76ers, but it wasn't about him. Mm. It was about the MVP. It was about Joel Embiid. And I just feel like we we've been through this before with James Harden where um he's very easily unsatisfied, it feels. 
Mm. Very hard to satisfy this man because he is quick to play hopscotch with teams around the league. So I don't know. I, I think it's more about attention yeah. than money, honestly. James Harden doesn't want to win for for real. He wants to win via convenience. And what I mean by Ooh. that is he doesn't really want to put the work in that re requ mm. at this stage in his career, at least that's how it comes across, required to win. He wants to do it by the most convenient um you know road less road most traveled means necessary because mm -hmm. if he really wanted to win for real why are you leaving philly yeah. why are you running from a team that is a lot more prone to win than houston is mm -hmm. like for me it means that you are prioritizing money which you have plenty of Right. You are prioritizing lifestyle. You are prioritizing, you know, what Liv said, kind of being the center of attention before actually winning. Because if you actually wanted to win, your situation right now is conducive for that. Mm -hmm. So I wish that, and it's unfortunate because you see glimpses of James Harden and you're, you're reminded of who he can be, <laughs> but then that's not who he is consistently. Mm -hmm. And he's not that consistently because it's not that important to him. And yeah. I feel like we have to have that conversation. I feel like it's about time that, that we have this conversation about James Harden and realize for him, there's a lot of other things within the world of basketball that come before actually doing the work and actually grinding and actually winning mm. a chip. He, at a lot of times, comes across lazy, unmotivated, uninterested. It's just not a player who gives you the maximum effort that you know he can give you because the skill set is still there. It's right. not like this is a player whose skill set is gone. Mm -hmm. This is a player who just for some reason prioritizes a lot of other things Yo. above winning. But if he can win, he wants to do it in the most comfortable, convenient for him right. environment. And that's just not the case. He doesn't want the smoke. He doesn't want the grind. Mm -hmm. He just wants to go someplace and have a championship handed to him. And James, look like you're 30 something years old. That's not going to happen, big boy. So mm. you got to figure out what you want to do, like mm. which direction you're going in. Well, and if it's to go to Houston and kick your feet up and be the uh, king of the H town again and live that life. Cool. Ashley, but if you're trying to win, I don't see how you go to Houston for that. Ashley, uh, B Morale, who rocks with our show every single day, you know, Christy O, Pamela, some others. I got to start adding more names because uh, there's a lot more people that come back every single day. Uh, so he's in the chat, Ashley, and he says, James Harden just want triple doubles and chill with little Baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Yo, yo, Liv, how y'all feel about that, Corey, Liv? Like, how y'all feel about that where, like, grown men giving each other money for their birthdays and stuff? I, like, Yeah, that's weird. Just share, like, like an experience together. I maybe. think Little like, Baby just gifted or gifts. James Harden gave him, like, 100000 Little Baby Why is that like, weird, Corey? I'm, I'm just... Uh, well, I, I think it's weird to give a man a hundred thousand and then that man gives you another hundred thousand back. Like, what did y'all even <laughs> like do? Just keep yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah. What did y'all like, do? But like, how that is point? that any different than like just playing devil's advocate here? Mm -hmm. How is that any different than say like if you and Brandon, you know, exchanged, I don't know, Rolexes of a hundred thousand dollars worth in price? Like, it's the same thing. It's just it's a cash value instead of the actual. Right like I'm, product value you know what i mean like it's the same thing I think it's it's there 
I'm not I'm not At materialistic their level though. Of, like not, yeah. Richness, well, they don't good. need to exchange gifts like they just buy it for yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like go right. like That's Ash true. and I. Our version of friendship is we book a flight and we go somewhere together. An like experience, we right? could probably afford to buy our own bags and things that we want. So we don't gift that to each other because let's go like have an experience. Like they don't need, you don't right. need to gift little, little baby a watch. He can buy himself a watch. I, it starts to get a little like, like maybe we have like little, like we're fanboys of each other. As a man, you know, you know that's why it, it comes off like that little Yeah, man. it comes across weird. A it little does. Bit. It's very like, yeah, it's like, just, just go somewhere with each other. Go hang out. Yeah. It's not even like, and they're not even like, it's one thing if it's like a custom piece of jewelry where it's like a antique watch or like, yeah, that's yeah. cool because then that's like meaningful. You have to search for that yes. or like an antique car or something, something like yeah. that, you know, like a like, Thunderbird or that's cool. Cause then it's like, it, there's, there's more like. It's it's more of a, a unique thing about it. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I just went to the Maybach lot and I was like, oh, give me a give me a Maybach. I'm going to go ahead. Like, you know what I mean? Like $100,000 handing that in cash to somebody is kind of like about the money. Thanks. I That's had it in the ATM. The, but... Listen, you know that he's telling us it's about the money. It's all about the money. Whether you give me a gift or we talking about basketball, money, money, money. Mm -hmm. I like James Harden. I do. It's not. Yeah. Listen, that's fine, Brandon. But let's not add Ooh. James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> you got a heart yeah, which is fine, bro. Like I'm Why not mad though? at this at all. But yeah, like, let's but be honest, James. Like you don't really want to win. You're not always in the best shape. Your first step is not remotely close to the same. Like there, you have taken a dive in the type of player that you are. Like you're running from the grind, and that's okay. If you want to just go to Houston and be James Harden of Houston and live that life, that's fine. But let's stop acting like you want to win. You don't really want to win that bad. Mm. That's that's and that's okay. He tried. There's he took a shot in Brooklyn. <laughs> we imploded. Damon oh Harden are basketball players for two very completely different reasons. Mm. Like right. the two people we've talked about now are. They they hoop for very very different reasons. Definitely, definitely. Harden oh. likes the lifestyle it comes with. Dame likes the game. Mm. If if you're Joel Embiid though, and you're seeing you know James Harden, you know with in this storyline and whatnot, what are you thinking? Like, cause he's somebody like, cause we're all here on this show saying, nah, he doesn't want a championship. He doesn't want a championship. You think Joel Embiid's thinking the same thing? And at that point, at that point, yes. are you like, yo, come on, James? Like, we actually want to win here, bro. Like, if you want to go to Houston, just go to Houston. Yes. Hundred This is a, this is Joel Embiid who was teammates with James Harden when Philly had what maybe five days off and the man get is in, in Vegas getting into slap fights with yeah. bouncers like the man's not he's not serious he's yeah. not serious yeah. like why are you not in the gym like mm. why are you not just chilling at home mm. like we have a series we're approaching I get it we we ended our last series a little bit early does that mean you got to fly to Vegas you can't just chill for a couple of like. Right. Jo Joel Embiid knows exactly the type of player James Harden is. And maybe it gets masked a little bit because unlike some of the other players he's played with in the past, he does give you more productivity when he's at his best. Mm -hmm. And maybe that sometimes softens the blow of who he really is the player at this moment in his career. But he's Joel Embiid's not oblivious. He knows what time it is. Yeah. He, he, he sees it. I mean, I would hope he sees it. I don't think he he's unaware of it. And if you're his teammate, you're kind of like, yeah, this is not. Mm. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid wants to win. That mm. man wants to win. And he wanted to win an MVP. Him, him, him and, no, he wants to win a chip. Now he does. Not a not an MVP. He cried about like he cried for. We're not talking about that one. We're talking. How about was he? Shade. How was no he, shade. Ashley? 
holding up no the trophy. <laughs> no, he was crying. He was crying to win the MVP. I'm not. I'm not knocking him for crying for oh, winning. Oh, oh, let's, oh, 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 Let's not. Let's not. Uh, you, let's not negate the fact that he. Stop was getting messy. That's Harden my job. That's my job to get messy. Don't get Harden messy. Should be a Ash. grizzly. What you say? They got that energy out there, that, that <laughs> lifestyle energy. Like we forget Jesus. we're Hoopers. We just like this. We like this energy. Oh my it brings. God. Could you imagine James Harden, Harden Memphis to Memphis? Oh my God! It would be an absolute like, like if if the Grizzlies were to bring Harden on board after everything that has gone down, it would be like immediately putting pushing the self destruction button. Like immediately. No. No. That's yes. the perfect. That's the perfect. Yes. That's the perfect OG for John Morant. What? <laughs> Why not uh, Atlanta? Yo, they turned up. No, John Morant and and James you wanna, Harden. You want to send? Did you you want to send James okay. Harden to Atlanta? You talking about? Yeah, so he could be close to the little baby. <laughs> them lemon pepper rings, <laughs> little baby, and them oh, lemon peppers. Oh, <laughs> With the uh, who said that? Live like, trivia, trivia, for the next. Introducing the next segment in paper route, trivia. <laughs> Who said I go to the strip club for lemon pepper wings for one hundred betting dollars? <laughs> no Google. Damn. There's been a few, there's been a few people who there's been a few people who've said Low that. Though. No, it, people, this was this was legendary. Around. This was like a big. This was right in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Was it Harden? No, no, no. no. Think, think, about the, wrong. think about the think about the bubble, Liv. Who got kicked? Who oh, got in bubble. trouble for leaving the bubble? Mm -hmm. Who's in the strip clubs in the bubble? Got it, Liv. Who's breaking the who's breaking <laughs> the COVID laws? Let me, let me think. There's, a lot of people a, broke a, the COVID laws. There's a wing named after him. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, his, his face. The was chicken in my head. wing named was after AD. Look no. at the chat, oh, Liv. Look at the chat. Your people, your people always want to take care of you. They telling you in the chat, Liv. Can you do you even have your? Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh, Lemon Pepper Lou, Lou Williams. <laughs> Lou Williams. Oh, yeah. Pepper Lou. He, he he said that's why he goes to the strip clubs. Uh huh. Yeah, because the, the story was is that. that he during the bubble he was playing with the Clippers and he left the Clippers. He left the bubble. He had a funeral to go to, and well, that was the reason he he did go to the funeral. But there, he was also later photographed in Magic City with Jack Harlow, <laughs> and oh my God. he said his reason for being there was that he always gets wings from there he had just stopped there to get food he wasn't there partying he says i get lemon pepper wings from magic city all the time which is why now when you go to magic city the lemon pepper lou williams special <laughs> is like I'll lemon pepper what. wings and fries or something i don't know something like that mm -hmm. he's funny but Wingstop's got some some nice lemon pepper wings so he could have come up with something a little more creative than that a little bit more <laughs> they do also guys me not wings. knowing that I'm in my Denver bubble over here. We're not Denver. Denver doesn't have swag. No, we don't. We just don't have swag. Liv, Liv how how it. long do you see yourself in Denver? Like, are you going to stay there forever? I mean, there's other nice cities out there. L.A. We talked about it. There are other nice. Uh, I hate Miami. L.A. Hate L.A. Oh. I don't like it. the energy there is too pretentious for me, and it's 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 probably a me thing the way I read a lot of it. But I just I I'm not a L.A. gal. Okay. Not at all. But I will move at some point. I've said two things. I will move for work or for a relationship. Those are the two reasons that I would. Whoa, whoa, move. whoa. Ashley, is it, I, should she move for a relationship? That's Ashley? A re, that's a reasonable reason. 
Um, I've told her the only way she moves for a relationship is if she has a ring on her finger. Otherwise, she should say her ass in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And when Ashley no. says jump, I say how high. So don't worry like, about it. Don't, Unless I've got a ring, we're staying put. We don't move for relationships for boyfriends. That's insane. <laughs> so where are we at in that now process, Liv? I mean, any any um potentials out there? How's the dating scene for you right now? The Denver guys wear like Chaco sandals with socks. They <laughs> don't watch Chaco the NFL sandal? on Sunday. They're 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 not watching the NFL on Sunday. They're hiking the side of a mountain. Like oh, there's just to, to answer your question, it's non-existent. Live me to come to the so. East Coast. Come to the East Coast on the South Side. Why it's it's not like the guys are any better on the East Coast. There's some great guys out there. Y'all need to stop bashing. So. Y'all need to stop bashing the men. Everybody on Instagram and the social media world. Men is this, men is that. There's some great dudes out there. Absolutely. Great, faithful. Yeah, you know what they say. Point me they to say, them. They say most them. of the great men in, in the world are either gay or married. That's the statistic. That's crazy. Really? <laughs> well, how did they get married? That's crazy. Ooh, that's tough. That's exactly. They're tough married. They're married because they're great guys, so they got locked up. Mm, we just yeah, got to find live one. That's all. We got you. That's it. And Ashley. What and you Ashley, mean? Ashley's yeah, single, well, too. You know, everybody on this show. What you mean? You know. <laughs> Ashley seems like she ain't ready, right? She says she, she needs some time right now. To Ashley get married? She, no, Ashley ready. Yeah. Let her fool you. I'm not to be married. I'm absolutely not ready to be married. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, if the right dude come along, okay, right now, today, boom. And Liv, we talk a lot about relationships. So this, mm-hmm. this, yeah, is this is not nothing new. Yeah, yeah no. we do this a lot. <laughs> if the right, Liv, I'm telling you right now, if the right dude come along and 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 boom, do all the right things, Ashley will say yes in six months and be married in nine. Facts. That is a lot. Facts. You don't know me. That's how. That's how I know you don't. Know me. <laughs> See, that that response right there. Six months. It does it. I takes me sometimes six months to figure out a tattoo. You think I'm getting engaged in six months? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. He got to really sweep off her feet. It ain't sweep off her feet. He got to like take control. Mm. Oh, so you think she okay. like like forward speaking? <laughs> See, there's in? a balance. There's a balance though, because I'll tell you what, men love to say that they love like independent, confident women, and then they get one and they're mm. like, yo, you settle down. And it's yeah. like, oh I will right. do no such this thing. This is what you want, like, right? I, really? like, men mm-hmm. pretend like they like big personalities and like a woman that knows how to make her own money and hustle, but then they get that and they're intimidated by it and they shrink in size and then they get all insecure and it's like oh my god i'm not doing this hmm. i i didn't come for like a, a play date like hangout time like i'm a little kid like man up puff up your <laughs> chest and like come on now you tell them once date. oh i can't come today i'm i'm working oh okay so like like so you hate me now like find a get a hobby do uh, something you're gonna be okay i promise yo. you, i get fine. the ick really easily too like if you come on too yeah. soon then i'm like Ugh, like I'm uh. like grossed out. Like you know what my doing too much. Like is one of my biggest icks are is like when you're talking to a guy when you're getting to know a guy. It's one of my biggest icks, and maybe mm. you've been texting back and forth for like I don't know a week, two mm. weeks at most, and he goes, "Yo." Send me some pictures. Like, all right, you're done. Uh, <laughs> it's been real, you said that. It's been real. It's been Pack great. It up, it's been a great two weeks. Right. Like, it's over. They always you. think they're sly too. They'll be like, uh, what are you wearing? 
send me a pic. I'm like, okay. Or, I'm in yes. my PJs from Target. Or Liz, Settle down, one of my boy. favorites also was like, when are you going to cook for me? If boy, if you don't get out of my face, I like, DoorDash around oh. here. You better yeah. get familiar. I DoorDash, so I'll send you oh, something, but I'm not God. making. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we're not Ugh, cooks. I just both, got both, the both of y'all not... listening to this. Do both of y'all cook? Both of y'all don't cook. I cook. Okay. Oh, I cook. I cook for me. There we go. All right. Leave <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, you okay. can't have you that mindset. Get up off your. No, but you to know, what? To know that you're capable. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a green flag. That's a green flag. That's a green flag. At least Cor you know Corey said, your hands Corey. work. Go make yourself a sandwich. The Corey, um, right. can you can you understand how the ladies feel um, when, when, when they both talked about dudes uh, being uncomfortable with independent <laughs> women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think I don't think many guys don't even know like strong independent women like that. Right. They might think they know. But then when they come across one. Like you said, it's like they they just shrivel up because now they're they're just dealing with like a like a like a power you know a power dynamic right they they can't really figure out so yeah no that's that's yeah. out there but where are you at with that can you be can you be with a independent woman yeah yeah no for sure you can mm -hmm. what are you I'm, looking I'm a secure, for I'm a secure man and I and I am you know I'm I have a career Boom. for myself secure. right like Corey yeah, wants to be a sugar baby I can see it no 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 I can't I can't do I can't do younger I can't do younger oh you said a sugar baby oh no I'm a like, sugar like baby is like a girl yeah, makes baby. more money than you oh no I don't want that why would I want that? I mean I mean hell yeah I want that yeah you, I want a lady that? to make more money than me yes why wouldn't you want that I mean I guess it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I guess that's not what I'm striving for but if that if that's what ends up happening that's but let me ask you this if you're if you're dating a girl mm -hmm. and she makes more and she makes more money than you mm -hmm. are you does, is that a turn off motivation. for you like are you intimidated by that or you're like it's cool mm. no that's that's motivation I like that like like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna Ooh, give you credit you for go. like you know for what you got going on and I, why can I be mad if I'm not in that same situation? I just got to work to be in that similar situation. And then, you know, if if I really like you, I, I'd, I'd like that maybe that you got some competitiveness in you. And then, then we could just compete in that sense. But we're going to keep it respectful and we're going to keep the love in it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. All I'm going to say is, fellas. A yeah. team, it's a team thing. So, like, I, I'm, we, I don't even like the whole, like, right. oh, I do this. Like, I do this all day. You pay those bills. Like. We're, once we're, we're in a, a relationship, team. we do this together. Like yeah. it's, I'm not even gonna say 50 50 because sometimes I may only be able to give you 20 today because I'm just not feeling it. So can you pick up the 80 that I can't cover? Like we're on a team, we work together. I don't like this whole like you do this, I do that. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, well today I'm not feeling like doing that. So how about you do it and I got it tomorrow? Like it's just I, I, the team mentality. I'm big on that. Like mm -hmm. we we share this yeah. life. So we're gonna so, do it together. Listen, ASAP got himself a whole billionaire. You right, he cool. She's about to push too. I'm gonna do this right quick. We're gonna we're gonna spend a couple more minutes, but in post, like we got to do audio and video. So don't end the show from a stream standpoint, but we're gonna end it from a video standpoint. I mean, from a audio standpoint. Couple. End it from an audio standpoint, not a video. Okay. So thank you guys so much for coming to Faction Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 103. If you want to hear the rest of this conversation, dynamic conversation yeah. about love, there's love bombers, there's love for boys. You know, the ladies are saying that dudes, they can't, they can't, they can't uh, embrace an independent woman. My kids are running in right now. <laughs> we're live right now. But that's the end of the audio. And now we're going to continue on video. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 